Hello, I'm Josh. And I'm Gabriel. And today on Reading the Gospel, we are studying the demon-oppressed man who was unable to speak. This is found in Matthew chapter 9, verses 32 through 34. As they were going away, behold, a demon-oppressed man who was mute was brought to him. And when the demon had been cast out, the mute man spoke, and the crowds marveled, saying, Never was anything like this seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, He cast out demons by the prince of demons. Such a sweet and short story. Yeah. And if you're one of those people who had uh, some speech problems or unable to speak for a while, this story would be even sweeter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so here again, we have someone who's not able to, to talk. Um, they're mute. But the, it seems like this muteness is not coming from um, a medical issue. It's coming from demon oppression. Why would a demon want to cause someone to not speak? I think uh, when we had the first uh, episode dealing with uh, demon possession, we said that there are different categories of demon mm -hmm. possession. Like the Pharisees were possessed by demons, and Jesus Christ was very clear about this because they wanted to kill him. And the Pharisees was looking, you know, good, uh, dressed well, uh, well soft-spoken very well educated yeah on the other side we have the demon possessed people living in tombs in a, a graveyard cutting themselves and screaming scaring everyone satan is using different ways of controlling different people mm -hmm. with the same purpose yeah coming back to your question why would satan have someone mute if less people talk to Jesus and if less people praise God, uh, Satan's kingdom is growing. Yeah. As you said, there are different forms of demon possession. There are people who invite demon possession themselves. Mm -hmm. They, they uh, you know, we say, make a deal with the devil. Mm -hmm. um, they invite that interaction. There are people who um, fall into it by accident. Mm -hmm. uh, carelessness or, or inviting things into their home. Um, there are people who have a door open to them um, some way, mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily. And this one is described as a demon-oppressed man, um, that demons were oppressing him. You know, not, not possessing and oppressing. I see, yes, it's, it's similar, but it's the next stage right yeah exactly and so maybe without the the oppression this man would have been speaking for good would have been sharing jesus would have been um, bringing people closer to to god um, but in some way in his life the door was opened and the demons were able to come in and silence him and uh, I think Satan can come into one's life even without making a um, open deal mm -hmm. um, with the devil. If we reject truth over and over and over, and if in our hearts we rebel against God's will, after a while Satan has more authority 
over our thinking and behavior. And little by little, he takes over the leadership of our uh, lives. And eventually, he will oppress us the way he uh, sees fit. Yeah. And, you know, this seems like this was a person that it lasted longer. But muteness due to demon oppression can happen to any of us at any time. You know, mm -hmm. when we're, we're in a situation where people are tearing down God. On the other side, not every person who has some speech um, uh, problems mm -hmm. or is completely mute is demon possessed. Yes, that's very important. But but if we are, you know, if we're in a situation where, you know, maybe at work or without friends and people are tearing down God, mm -hmm. are we saying anything? Are we standing up for God? We can stay like mute, yeah. like you are controlled by someone else exactly and and so i think that we can fall into this same um this same demon oppressed muteness if we do not actively stand for god so the question is who controls our lives yeah it is the lord or it is the enemy and there are two different sections of the bible that i think of when you ask that question the first is Revelation 3.20, Jesus saying, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. So Jesus is basically asking for an invitation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Whereas the Bible also says, Be wary, the devil, your adversary, walks around like a roaring lion seeking to devour whom he will. He, Satan's setting traps. Mm -hmm. And Satan's going to get in, you know, he's like the burglar. He's going to get in if we leave a little room for him. Um, and, and so by default, if we are not actively pursuing one direction, mm -hmm. Satan's the one who's going to get in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think that's important to remember and realize. So with that, what does this passage tell us about God? We don't have all the details of this story, but uh, based on the uh, gospel record here, this man was brought to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. the, another story that comes to my mind is when the man who was lowered through the roof, uh, also in uh, Peter's house, that uh, man was brought by four friends. Mm -hmm. And when Jesus saw the faith of those four friends, he talked to this man and healed him and uh, forgave his sins. As you said in the uh, last episode, uh, connection with other people, the social life, uh, finding friends that can provide the support that you need, um, having a, a spiritual context around you and going through your uh, social network is very important. Mm -hmm. I see Jesus Christ here maybe not asking as in the healing of the two blind men, do you believe that I can do this? I see this more as related to the previous story when Jesus Christ healed uh, the man lowers through the roof based on the friend's faith. So I see Jesus Christ looking for any possible way to help. Very nice. 
As I read this, I see, again, a God who is stronger than the demons. Amen. Um, And I think this is so important to remember that Satan is not God. Mm -hmm. He's not uh, a balance to God. He's not a God. Um, He is a fallen angel, and he will be destroyed just like the other demons. at the at the end and and so god is more powerful and able mm-hmm. to cast out demons on the other side people marveled the crowds mm-hmm. saying never was anything like this in israel and by the way this is not the first miracle jesus christ performed it is not the first uh, uh the first person jesus christ healed it's not the first demon jesus christ cast out nor is it the first time they said never was anything seen like this in israel yeah so people try to magnify to amplify their emotions right Mm -hmm. but as many miracles jesus christ has done so far the pharisees found a reason not to believe yeah and they said he that is jesus casts out demon by the prince of demons yeah and that is not only rude, that is, it's evil. Yeah, well, and it's also attributing to Satan the works of God. Exactly. Um, so, how is this passage speaking to us today, and what are we going to do about it? Again, as, as you said, it was, this demon-possessed man was brought to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And... I feel it's a privilege for the Christian to take part in the salvation of other people. Mm-hmm. That whoever brought him had to go get him and had to come find Jesus. It wasn't just they were walking down the street and stumbled upon Jesus and he's healed. They went and got him. And there's a time for us to go outside of our comfort zone, to go and share with other people and and ease their burdens because that's what they're doing here they're exactly. not they're not there preaching um a sermon to him they're easing his burden sharing has to have this dimension of intentionality yeah we have to plan it and we have to persevere and so i guess for me looking around and seeing what burdens can i help mm. solve today mm-hmm. uh, what, what can i be a part of bringing to jesus yeah beautiful for me uh, what uh, this passage speaks to me is how fragile our thinking is how easy it is to be corrupted on one day i can be super excited about something and i can say this is amazing and i can be marveled but any miracle doesn't last that long the next day i can swing to the other extreme and i can say this is not god's hand Mm -hmm. so uh, my prayer while reading this story was lord show me your way help me realize when you are at work in my life and when uh, the enemy is trying to twist my thinking to help me rationalize something to remove the supernatural and to focus only on the humanistic and the naturalistic and so on. So this is what I'm uh, going to do, to pray that I can see clearly 
the works of God and respond appropriately. Okay, well, let's pray. Father God, may our eyes be open to your works and may our response be appropriate. May we be like the, the people of Israel and not like the Pharisees. May we look for good. Father, may we also do our part to bring to you those who are oppressed. Amen. To stand by their side, to step outside of our comfort zone and serve those around us. Amen. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you.